Hello, and welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I'm Justin. And I'm Darren. And today we're back into the world of We Were Here. Yay! We Were Here Together. So, in this game, we go back into... Is it a castle? Well, that's what it's called in the thing. It's the Stephen King's Castle Rock, isn't it? What? <laughs> isn't, that, listen, isn't it called Castle Rock? In the, in the description, it's called Castle Rock. It probably is, then. Because yeah, someone asked me, is this like a Stephen King adaptation? I was like, huh? What? Because I didn't know what, what it was. So I looked it up. I was like, oh, yeah, it is. It's called Castle Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. The game is, again, a co-op puzzle game. At the beginning, you will start off together, which is why we were here together. At least, I assume so. But then it will convert into a bit more what we're used to. Yeah. Further apart, walkie-talkie communication, or Steam chat, if you're us. Yeah, I don't know, man. We just kind of get that to work every time. It's my end as well. It's like, I think there's a problem on mine. Whatever you can use, Discord, Steam chat, uh, or the actual in-game walkie-talkie like you're supposed to do, but yeah. (laughs) This game looks slightly different than the others. The first two seem to use a lot of the same assets. This one seems to have not. It looks smoother. It looks nicer. Yeah, it's definitely more polished for sure. And it's a lot of fun. I definitely recommend it. We jumped in on this one very early. We got it. The, the, like, within the hour, it was, it was launched. And we started playing. I enjoyed it. I recommend it. There's not much we can really talk about without starting to get into spoilers. If you've not played the others... Certainly play the first one, it's free. Yep. I no, no don't know there. why you wouldn't. <laughs> but do you think that... My one thing before we get into the spoiler section would be, do you think that people would be fine to jump in here without playing the others? Um. Yeah, in a way. I think you could play this and then play the other ones as a kind of prequel, almost. Like, again, I don't want to say anything about the story just now, but I think it would work. I think the other games could work as a prequel. Um. Because they're all kind of self-contained. So I, I think you could because the other ones are kind of self-contained episodes, like a kind of mini-series. Um, yeah, I definitely think it would be best to play them in order, but I don't see why you couldn't play 3-1-2. I wouldn't play 2 first, for sure, but I don't see why you couldn't play them 3-1-2. I think it'd be fine. The way they do story is typically somewhat vague, and you're only getting bits and pieces of it anyway. So I think it wouldn't be a problem... I think some people, though, going from the smoothness of this one and then going back to the others, mm. it might be a little bit jarring. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Whereas if you progress forward, visually, it looks better as you go. Though I still love the look of the old I games. think the old ones are the best, to be honest. I mean, I like 3, but I don't think it was their strongest finish. Like, But yeah, it is, it is prettier to look at, but that just goes to show you that graphics aren't everything. Yeah, so with that, I think... We're probably just ready to jump in and talk about the game. And as soon as we start talking about the game, we're going to have to talk about puzzles because that's all this game is. And that's a big part of why we love it. So if you've not played We Were Here Together, well, this is your warning. Okay, you ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Our notes are a bit sparse. (laughs) And we've only played through it once. At least I've only played through it once. And it's basically because we want to get in on this one early because this is finally a chance where we can get in on this one early and talk about it chapter one the signal Signal. you start off in what looks like a cabin room and you find out that very quickly (laughs) i was standing in the room forever just looking what are the books and everything (laughs) and then you were describing your room to me and i was describing my room 
I've got a bunk go. bed. Me too. I've got a bunk bed. I've got a little porthole that looks out, out a window. A little porthole that looks out a window. That's dumb. Erase that. Yeah. I've got I've got a porthole that looks out into the snow. Yeah, me too. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, we're in the same room. This is weird. Yeah. But we weren't in the same room. We were in mirror images of the same room that were just across from the hall. Yeah, we're in, a, we're in a hotel, basically. <laughs> you walk out, you see a beautiful room with a fireplace and a kitchen and all kinds of just little things to look at. But of course, we didn't do much of that because we jumped right into what can we do. So I grabbed a valve off of me too. Yeah. <laughs> the fireplace. I think you got yeah. a different one. And we started running out into the snow. There are a few different puzzles here. The most interesting of which is probably the radio puzzle. The signal. Yeah. Mm. Here is a time where I think it's very interesting because this is not the first time where we've been together in a room in this series, but it's the first time where we've really started off this way and really looking at puzzles that we could help each other with in this way. Because we could run out, we could look at the tanks, we could look at the pump, we could look at pretty much, we could look at pretty much everything together and try to help each other out, both looking at the same thing. This is the first time that it's not the first time that we've been together in the in the series in the game, but I think it's the first time that we start off together. Yeah, in one you're the librarian and the explorer, in two you start off king and peasant. The king and the peasant, that's right. This one is what is it? It's the alchemist spire and the fallen sanctuary. The fallen sanctuary. Yeah, that's right. So, so you're you're the alchemist and the fallen sanctuary, whatever that means. Yeah, you don't get a another person that's a nice, just gonna a be nice short title yeah like king and peasant uh librarian explorer but no i mean i like this puzzle too this was this this was again something that i just see mists in stuff everywhere now like that whole signal thing is like they did a really similar thing in mist 4 revelation where you had to match up these uh kind of sine waves to trigger things and so, yeah, as soon as this came up, it's like, okay, well, I mean, even if you haven't played Mist, you know what you've got to do. Just how do you do it? <laughs> You're like, right. and I'm like, Shane, don't you, please switch that polka music off. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, as you're tuning it in, you're getting, you're picking up, you're looking for obviously some kind of distress signal, but <laughs> you're getting, you're getting bits and pieces of it. And then the person upstairs basically rotates the dish around, and then the person inside, the building downstairs has to match up the signal. And then, yeah, you could get nothing. You could get still just bits of this distress signal or polka music. Polka music. <laughs> um, yeah, that's great. But I like the old kind of, it's a very big feel to it. And there's like stuff like they kind of, they kind of cage you in a little bit like, oh, you can't use that yet. Like the truck and stuff like that. Like, But I like that they've got stuff. And I felt like kind of, oh, this world is big. I like that they tell you, you will be able to use it, just not yet. Because mm. otherwise, you would be. It would make things a lot more complicated if you didn't. If you could do things out of sequence, it would be. It would get messy for sure. We had to find a number of those, I guess, valves mm. to put onto doors and turn to match. Then basically, the end of this one was just a math puzzle that involved getting the right pressure on the the pump, and we did that so easily. It almost felt a little disappointing because that was so easy. But that was chapter one. Chapter two, the wall, was much more complicated. 
And it's pretty incredible when you come around the corner and you're like, oh, wow, this is huge. That's one of those things that, I mean, when you first get there, you see the truck that you uh, supposedly drove in. But you do get cutscenes yeah, in this cut one. In you this get a lot more little cutscenes. So you've seen it drive off and you see the snowmobile somebody has left behind. Mm-hmm. And you're just in this circle of rock and you don't really see anything and then you walk to the other side and boom you see this complete wall of elevators and platforms and shafts and i think we both took a screenshot of it because that's an amazing reveal yeah yeah it's really well done i love that part and then immediately you're just thinking like oh man how am i gonna get through this like you pretty much you find out immediately that you're gonna have to split up now so you've been together Now you're going to have to split up because I got to one side and it's like there's one lever. And if I look across, there's another lever. It's like, okay, so. But that's a really interesting puzzle. It's like these elevators are are matched together. And so if I go down in mine, you go up in yours. And then we kind of help each other to navigate around this vertical maze almost. Like, Oh, definitely. And you have to, I think it's very quick to figure out that your elevators are going in opposite directions. You just have to realize that every elevator is marked. Mm-hmm. You have to communicate with each other. But as well, I think knowing that you can walk on top of the elevators. Which is a trick we learned from two. But at the same time, even if you hadn't, one of my elevators to, for me to get from one spot to another, it's in its default position is set for me to walk across. Ah, uh, okay. So. so there's a big hint in that. I don't know if it would have been affected if you could have gotten there first and messed that up but the way we got to it anyway i got to close to the top and i walked across an elevator and that's when i said okay i think we can walk on elevators again in this one and so that helped us there was a lot of trial and error with this one yeah (laughs) but we got it um and we got to the top and we pulled the lever and we go through it's a beautiful puzzle it works well it sets up a lot of what this game is this kind of mirror image a lot of what the other games but i think particularly this one has to do with is mirroring each other in some way so so yeah so frozen tracks chapter three this is another one where we're really together though we come back together we walk in and we look down and we see a campsite yeah where other people like us must have been before Mm. And the campfire is still burning, I think, as well. So where are they? Mm. (laughs) If the campfire is still burning, where are they? Because we made it through the labyrinth and we didn't find them. The labyrinth is a series of levers that used to open up a series of doors that all have three colors. Red, blue, yellow. yellow. Um, You can end up together, but you need to be apart at certain parts to be able to hit levers and the other person to move through there are rotating doors that you might find at like a shopping mall that you have to use a crank to get around and yeah that's that's it really it's more complicated than that though because we definitely took a while to get through i think was this our first stopping point yeah i know we had to i think i had to quit out of this point because this level we found was a bit glitchy like we were we were glitching through walls and stuff like oh you're on this side Oh, no, no, I'm not on that side. I'm on this other side. But to me, you were on my side. And you look like you're on my side. Yeah. How did you get through? I didn't get through. You're with me. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of confusion there. It wasn't bad. It seemed to be, at least from what we noticed, mostly around the very main entryway. The 
one you need to actually get to the other side to get to the exit. That seemed to be the one that glitched. But I think this is where we actually had to stop because we got a bit confused. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I think once we went back in, we solved it quite quickly. Um, it was just one of those things we just, I think we just needed a break kind of thing. But yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot less complicated than what I first thought. And that's, that's kind of the case with a lot of these puzzles in this game. Um, cause I, I, I had, I had it in my head that we had to be in the maze part together, but that's, well, the opposite. Uh, it wasn't until I went back to it. Oh, I can get through this door now. I must have just gone through. Basically, you just, cause the, the doors swing open and, or swing around, but then you can't push them anymore because they, they stick. So you need to get them open in a sense to go in the other way. And it just takes one person. That's why you're on the outside pressing the buttons to let me through the door so I can kind of backtrack around and then get back to that point. So yeah, and then yeah, eventually we, we just smashed it and it was done. Yeah, but then we get to the other side and here's where we see the castle. Another amazing reveal here, but a huge chasm between you. Of course. <laughs> the castle. <laughs> The little building off to the side gives us a series of discs in a table with a path that you can move them around in, and the other person has to go out and risk their lives on a bridge <laughs> that may or may not fall below them. Yeah. It's a good job you can magically come back to life in this game, because this would be a very short expedition. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's what happened to the other guys from the campsite. Yeah, yeah. Hey, can I stand here? Ah. One thing I do think is very interesting about this game is that, at least as far as the series goes, they use different symbols this time around. This one, we had to come up with a whole new set of things to talk about or ways to describe it. Especially when we get to the actual lab with all those like flowers and stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's still very like kind of astronomy-based symbols for this puzzle. It's all suns and moons and eclipses and comets and stuff. Yeah, so... I mean, that, that's pretty much it. You have to, as the person inside the building, you have to set up the path for the other person, but you don't know what needs to be next until the person takes another step and brings up another platform. Mm. And very important, you need to pay attention to whether or not your platform is locked down. <laughs> <laughs> because that can lead to bad, bad ending for your character. Uh, yeah. But we make it across... Uh, the other side, you had a lever, was so it? So I went up a tower kind of thing, like a little platform, and then there's a ship's wheel, and you rotate the wheel. But as you do, everything just slides up around you, like this wall comes up around you, chunk, and now I'm separated from you again. And then I, I have my own door to go in, and then you've got a door downstairs. It's just as soon as you come across the bridge. And so we both go through the door together, and then we're in the... <laughs> I can't read my own writing. It looks like taco, taco paths. Uh, two paths. Is that that's the name of this chapter? Two paths. Yes. So, and again, this is another great room. They've got great locations in this game, man. They're so they're so varied. Um, and they could have just done more of the same from the first two games, but they've really put a lot of time into thinking about these new rooms, which do go a bit wacky soon. But yeah, two paths is like I've got. What did you have? I had like a giant. Uh, almost like a model of the solar system kind of thing, like a big sun, and it was a really cool room you had. Important to note, my room, this is only one section of a giant cathedral room that I will be coming back to later. So when you look at it that way, it's very interesting. But when you just look at this section of the room, compared to what you got to look at, <laughs> mine is pretty boring. All I had was 
a series of books on the floor. Now, it did look cool. I'm not mm. going to deny that, but you had a whole solar system and I had some books on the floor. <laughs> there were arrows drawn around, like circles around the books with arrows to other books. Each of the books had numbers, so we knew that there was some sort of number code we needed to work on. And I had a small table that I could... I think this was yours to manipulate, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I had, like... And this is, an, again, another kind of glitch that we had uh, on my end, where I had... I could... You got, like, a five-by-five five grid, and you could put these pegs into the kind of um, intersection slots, <clears throat> and basically you've got a chart on the floor that says, like, blue goes to orange, orange goes to yellow, whatever it was, whatever the, the solution was. There was an elemental circle. Yeah, that's right. Like, that it all... One always goes to the next one. Yeah. And so at the beginning, I could only put in two pegs and then you can change the colors of them. And then the puzzle was kind of impossible to solve that way because we were just... Then suddenly it's like, oh, I can put in... I can fill all of the holes now with pegs. Which, of course, you did. Which I did. Then I had to remove them all. Then I had to remove them all. But yeah, as soon as we... As soon as we as soon as that glitch was removed and we could put them in, it was easy. Yeah, that was it. We were all over that puzzle in seconds. Yeah, because basically you just needed to put them in the right spot and then I needed to connect them without crossing the lines, yeah. which I think I did on the second try. It was pretty straightforward. I liked the puzzle. I liked the way that it looked. Would have been faster without the glitch, but I think as well, this is one of those puzzles where we have so much to look at. Like I had books with arrows and I had this table. Part of what I love about these games is what I wouldn't like in most other games, but where they have these multifaceted puzzles. You have to do multiple things and you have to figure out how they work together. It's what makes the second playthrough not quite as much fun because the first time I'm just baffled. There are some times where I just walk in and I'm just baffled. And this is one of those because on my end, I couldn't really do anything without you. And I was a bit baffled. I didn't know what these numbers pertain to or how they would quite work. And being able to figure that out, that is what to me makes We Were Here as a series. One, the co-op aspect of it, but two, the, the really having to figure out what puzzle piece goes to what puzzle, dealing with multiple puzzles as part of a larger puzzle and how thematically it all works together. That for me is what makes a series great. And this one continued that. Agreed. Yep. The next one, <laughs> what's the next chapter? Is this Stage Encounter? Strange Encounter. Strange Encounter. Yeah. So the, yeah. This is the electric one, right? This is a, Yeah, I've got like the Tesla coils down below and you've got a little electricity switchboard upstairs. I've got nothing. Basically, I go down some stairs and I see a what looks like a vault door with about nine light bulbs on it and fuses with different rings on it. The rings have different colors. That's all I've got. There's also water which I knew to stay out of. Yeah, I was knee-deep in it already. <laughs> I didn't have to be. I could stand on top of a small set of stairs and I'd be okay. Right. So basically, all I was there for in that one was to give you information, what path you could have. Yeah. I mean, it's a good puzzle. Um, basically, what I've got when I go downstairs. This is where we get our first cutscene, though, as well. Because... Ah, uh, yes. I had a cutscene, basically. I meet this guy who's dressed like us. He's in, he's got like the snow goggles on. He's got the big parka. He's behind, um, like some bars, basically, some pipes. And he's like, Oh, you're here, you know, go down that there and switch on that machine and get this, get this gem out of the, 
the the, the place. Trust me, everything's going to be great. <laughs> like, yeah, immediately you're just like, man, you're you're dodgy. <laughs> um, but you seem to have a lot more cutscenes than I did, and longer cutscenes. I didn't have more. I just had longer. Long I think ones. every one of mine were longer, which yeah, is because a- I was like, oh, I'm done. And you're like, shush, shush. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not done yet. <laughs> and that is a bit of an issue because yeah, that's going to happen, mm. right? If it's not time to be somewhat close, then somebody's going to start talking over the other person's cutscene. The other problem with that is that oftentimes with the cutscenes, if we had to redo a puzzle, we also had to redo the cutscene. Yeah, but we did find out later there was a way to skip that, at least for the last chapter there was. Yeah, I believe that there probably always is. And so I do appreciate that, but I'd almost just rather not have to deal with it. I do... I'm, I'm a bit torn because with something like this, where the story is a bit vague and we're having to try to put together the pieces it's nice to get to see it twice but it's really not nice to have to see the beginning of it mm. many many times as we did yeah on the especially the, the last level yeah so your tesla coils yeah so basically i'm knee deep in water and i've got like this there's almost like a there's some kind of structure right in the middle of the room and there's a big giant ball of electricity hanging there and every time i basically I, i've got a, a shelf full of different colored fuses and then I put the fuses in place. Some of the fuses in the Tesla coils are already there and I can't remove them, which helps. Like two of them are already placed for you. So you're just basically putting in four fuses. But every time you get it wrong, the ball drops down. And I think you can pull it about maybe five or six times and eventually it just dips into the water and fries you, which happened a lot to me. <laughs> and also if you don't do anything, if you're just like, if you're dilly-dallying, it's just, it automatically drops down. If you're on my side and you... You make a mistake. Your partner makes a mistake. If I'm staying in the water, I'm going to die immediately. So. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. All right. Because one time I played with it because you said, "Oh, I'm going to die anyway." So I said, "Okay, pull it again." And I was standing in the water just to test it. But uh, the if you make a mistake, the electricity flies all around and it hits the water. Right. So that's why from then on I was standing in the back. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. I thought, I thought Tesla coils were supposed to be safe. You're safe in those cages and stuff. And well, but maybe not if you're standing in water. Yeah. Maybe that's the, the key there. But yeah, so you open up that vault, you get the first part of like this crystal. Uh, but let's talk real quick about the fact that you don't need to light up every light. So on my end, there were nine, but we only lit up seven, I believe. Six. Six. Yeah. This is something this game has done and it will do it at least one more time that I can remember. And this is oddly confusing to me where you don't have to do everything. And I didn't see a way to signify what didn't need to be lit up. Did you feel that or not? You were just connecting the dots and trying to make it work. Did you have fuses you didn't use? Yeah, I had I had eight fuses on my end. So I had eight fuses plus the two that were already in. So I had a, a total of 10. Um, I'm not sure what the maths is on that, but I, so I had four slots to fill. I had eight fuses. So that's quite a big combination. Like if you switch them around and stuff. So yeah, I had four that I didn't use basically. But yeah, it's all about you and me being able to communicate and to, once you know that fuses three and five are set and that they have a definite spot on your one, then you know that you have to create a path that must light up that one on number three, that one on number five. And once you do that, your pathways are very limited. You've only got two or three choices, I think. Well, maybe that's it. Then maybe on your end, it was much more clear what needed to be done. On my end, it was 
a looped circuit. You could go many, many different directions and the starting point could have been anywhere. Right. Which was, I think, a bit of a confusion because at first you were asking me, like, where do I start? What's the first one? Yeah. I said, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've since shown you a picture of it and you've seen what it looks like now. Yeah. And you see there's the center is probably the start point. But really, in this kind of game, it could be anywhere. Yeah. So I, I didn't know. But that's this one. Next one was Overgrown. <laughs> this would be, I'm going to label this our most difficult level. This was a tough one. Yeah. And a long one. The thing for me that was the kind of the worst about this level is also the thing that I love most about the game. I had so many things to play with. I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing or how they connected or what order to do them in. I had a basement level with gas pipes and other pipes I had to find around the room to put into place. And I had a machine with three slots that I didn't know what to do with. I had a vat with two buckets that would dip in that needed something to go inside of these wire buckets. I had a empty, I, don't know, I forget what it, they called it, some sort of empty canister. So I couldn't even pick it up. It said, oh, well, there's this rusty old thing, but the canister is empty. So I can't <laughs> even pick it up. I had a lever that at this point seemed to do nothing, but I could see railroad tracks. So I assumed there was a mine cart of some sort. I had books with weird combinations of potions to make i just had so much i also had this table of gears that i wanted to play with but i didn't know what i was doing and so that sounds crazy yeah my, my end was nothing i had one room with some pipes that was it and three vats of color and yeah pretty straightforward <laughs> for me <laughs> yeah and all around my room were plant roots or tentacles mm. or something coming off and grabbing a bunch of barrels and curling around the, the supports for the ceiling and I just didn't know what was going on. So we started off, I believe, with the the color pipes basically, right? Yeah. So this was not an easy puzzle. No, not at all. Because basically the pipes are labeled, which they're labeled numbers like one through seven, I think. Some of mine go down into the floor below me. Some of them feed either in from above or go the opposite direction, whichever way you're looking at it. But I've got a set of pipes. I've got three holes and I've got three different kinds of pipe. I've got a straight pipe, an L-shaped pipe and a T-shaped pipe. And the object of me, the object of my game is I have to get three different sets of colors into three different sets of barrels, but we have to work together to plug gas leaks and stuff. We need to get the pressure correct and the color correct to fill those barrels. And this one, I'm not good at any of these kind of slide square or like puzzle piece things kind of puzzles. I'm really bad at them. The first time we got, we got one of them and we're like, and we just lucked into that man. Cause we tried to repeat it. Cause we basically spent like another hour trying to get the other two colors. And then I was like, I have to sleep or I'm getting really frustrated with this. Let's try again tomorrow. But then I was kind of scared because, Oh, will it save our progress? No, of course it doesn't. So we got to do it again. Second time we, I think the second time we did it, it also took a long time, but we did crack it the second time. It took a long time. We were trying to emulate what we did the first time, which we couldn't quite. Yeah, so. But we did know at least what we were doing. We had to handle the situation. Like these pipes feed in this color. We mix the colors together to get purples and oranges and whatever. We knew what we were doing. Well, we knew that part, but the actual making it work was the problem. I had on my end three sections before different pipes. And it just seemed that whenever I would 
replace one pipe, there was always a leak somewhere else, and that took us a while. Our biggest thing was, as I said, with the Tesla coil puzzle, not every pipe needs to be used. Right. And for each color, it is a different setup. Logically, this makes no sense to me, but puzzle-wise, okay. But yeah, it was a lot of trial and error, basically. I think I think looking back on it now, the reason that it maybe doesn't make sense to you is because I'm the one that's got the pressure gauge and it was it wasn't just about getting the right color and all that up, which we had at some points. And like, why isn't this working? It's because you need to drop the pressure, you need to have the correct pressure too. So we were like in the beginning, we we're like, Oh, we need to plug all the leaks. And then towards the end when we're filling up that last one, which has got the lowest pressure, it wasn't until the very end where, where I realized like, oh, we don't have to plug all the leaks. We need we need leaks so that the pressure drops and then we can fill this last barrel. So that was, yeah, that, that was definitely one of those, like, I, I don't mind having extra variables and extra things to use and not using something, but this one was particularly uh, hard to wrap my head around because I had just had it in my mind, like, oh, things are escaping. Don't let them escape. Fill the barrels up, but that's not the case. Yeah, it really started to make sense when... We solved it. (laughs) (laughs) But I think when I I said, oh, well, I can skip, I realized, oh, I can skip, I can bypass pipe three. Do you need pipe three? Right. And so from that point on, we started to play around with that idea, and then we finally got it sorted. Once we, I think the biggest thing was once we realized we didn't need every pipe to be filled or every number to be lit up. Right. Yeah. If we'd solved, basically on my end, I had purple orange and green barrels i think we filled up i think we filled up green first um and green is the maximum pressure one so if we'd actually filled the purple one first where there was all these leaks sprung and everything i think it would have been easier but logically it makes sense to fill green first because plug all the leaks like because it makes sense but yeah so my room was very contained you've got this craziness going on once i get out of there then I've got I've got the the top part of your plant. Like uh, you've got all the roots downstairs. I've got this gigantic. This was where the game just went really sideways. <laughs> you've got this massive thing from Little Shop of Horrors, basically. Like it's yeah, the 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 plant that comes up the pipe in Mario. It's that thing. And I was like, what? This doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, what is this thing here? This is stupid. But now I've got a bigger place to to run around. Off to my left. So directly ahead of me, I've got the. This plant yelling, feed me, Seymour. And then off to my left, I've got some kind of cistern with a well that I can drop down into and turn a valve. Off to my right, I've got a bunch of like little tiny tray kind of gardens where I, and I've got a bunch of seeds scattered everywhere with packs, a trowel. Um, I've got, uh, now that we've filled up the color from the previous room, I can, I can turn on taps and pick up uh, little wooden buckets of these paints that we've just created. And I've got your minecart thing system where I can put these paints and then send stuff off to you. Lots of stuff going on. And this is this is where the well was. And this is where I died constantly. So the well. For you, you're inside. For me, it's a series of gears I have to connect. And it's a very interesting slide puzzle. Where oh, I don't look forward to playing that end. <laughs> I have to move the gears around so that they connect. There's only one gear moving in the center. Once you, I think, climbed onto the ladder... That's when it starts. And then you have to keep moving it. You can't set them all up to go because you have a limited number of gears. So you have to do them in a, well, particularly order because you are in a particular spot. And if I move the wrong one, it moves (laughs) something you can't touch yet. Yeah. And so you have to move it around and then you have to climb from one ladder piece to another ladder piece. Yeah. 
which means I have to use a red kind of dead gear to stop the gears from moving so that you can actually ah. climb up. And then what we realized was you said that there were segments that were stationary. And so we had to get you to the stationary one. And so essentially, for some reason, I was, I didn't quite understand, but you said you have to stop it twice. Yeah. So I go down into, in, in this ladder and the, and the room is split into discs, right? And each disc that goes down to this, this disc has a, a ladder rung on it. And when I turn the valve at the bottom, the well starts to fill up and all of these discs shift, spin out of sync now. So now I can't climb back out. One gear has a symbol on it. Sorry, one gear. One rung has a symbol on it. And then I tell you, okay, spin that one. Then I can get onto it. Then I got to hang onto it. And then you spin me around to the stationary rung. And then I climb onto that one. And then we work on the next symbol. And right. Then, Except I don't have the symbols on my side. Yes. So we had to work out which ones were which. Um, but this one was, I like this puzzle. Even though it was a bit frustrating. But um, I enjoyed dying over and over again. Well, I'm glad you did. <laughs> it took me a few tries to get the hang of it, to know which one was first, to know the order. And there's one time where I think we were we were getting close, but we were, the problem is it's filling up with water or something. And I, obviously I can't swim because I was like, oh, great, I'll just float to the top and <laughs> climb out. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm weighted like a lead diving suit or something like that. Perhaps. So solve the puzzle, get you out of the well. And now comes gardening. Yes. <laughs> which is one of my books in my area, which I didn't understand. Right. Because it would say, for example, one of them look like aubergines, right? We've got eggplants. So packet of eggplant plus some color liquid equals eggplant. Like, well, that's a stupid potion. <laughs> I put in eggplant to get eggplant, but I didn't realize you had those packets. Right. And you needed to farm and only certain things would make these things grow instantly. Yeah, they just like pop out of the ground. And some are in buckets, some are in glasses. And the hardest thing of all was to figure out how to get the yellow liquid. And it was only difficult because I didn't see it. Right. <laughs> I had huge barrels on my end. I was trying to get to one that was held by one of the plant roots and I couldn't reach it, couldn't reach it didn't even realize there were four just sitting ready to be tapped elsewhere so i was trying then to get all the just the whole floor in this room is littered with these mugs and i couldn't pick them up and it was really frustrating me didn't need it it does it automatically and that's what i didn't realize and that to me is not intuitive but it worked it's the same on my end. If I wanted to send you the colors, I just click on the barrel and then it automatically fills like a wooden pail and then puts the pail in my inventory. It's like, you don't actually have to pick the pail up, put it in place and then do it. It's faster and I do appreciate that. But until I figured it out, it was very counterintuitive and I was so frustrated that I couldn't interact with anything that I could use to fill it up. And I thought maybe you had the ones on the other end that I could fill up, but no. No. But yeah, this puzzle was interesting in a way like just we had to devise a little system to explain what each one was um and i suppose this is kind of building you up for the, the big puzzle at the end where there's a lot of weird stuff to describe to each other but yeah i mean we knew what we, were, what we were doing and even though we messed it up we grew everything and we did the whole thing again in one go pretty much yeah i messed it up because i didn't use i had three ingredients at the end and didn't use the i used the wrong machine i used the same two vat thinking i could combine it twice Right. Not not thinking, oh, I should use the other one. 
that I haven't figured out what the purpose of is yet. It was kind of straightforward once you understood what you were doing. Just a bit time-consuming and a lot of communication, which is what co-op games should be. And we did that. We uh, killed the plant because I sent the plant killer over to you. That's right. Finally using the rusty spray thing that I couldn't pick up for the longest time. Yeah, for hours probably. Um, yeah, and then I spray it and then basically... Do you get a cutscene of the plant dying then? Yeah, he basically just shrivels up and then... Yeah, he basically just shrivels up and then dies. And then inside his stem, there's another part of this gem. So we're... And then the, I get a cutscene, I think, at that point where the guy's like, oh, there's only one stone left to get. Ooh, we're nearing the end. Right. Next chapter. Yep. I've got his hidden answers. Right. This is where we are both in a study. Oh, yeah. This one was good. I like this room. They look almost identical. Mm -hmm. We need to make them in many ways look identical. Yeah. So I have a series of paintings that I need to put in the right place. You had a... And objects I had to place on desks and stuff around. I had paintings that were floral patterns that were set, but yours moved. I had a clock with indicators on it, and you had just dials dials that you had to manipulate. I had crystals I had to touch. I had candles I needed to deal with. And we both were getting books that we needed to put in a particular order. A lot a lot going on here. Yeah, and you can do them all. At, there's no pathway here. You can do anything at any time you want. I was a bit disappointed that we didn't get to go in the trap door that we could clearly see. I don't know if that was meant to be... The trapdoor from, I think, one, where we would have fallen through if they're meant to be connected in that way. I'm not sure, but I knew that I couldn't go that way because my guy that I'd been talking to, he went jumped down that trapdoor. So if I jumped down that trapdoor, then I'd be right behind him kind of thing. So I had to be separated from him. So um, that was his pathway. Maybe that's the next game. The candles are pretty straightforward. Just ridiculously hard for me to figure out that that's what I needed to do. We were wandering around touching everything for ages. I don't know how I missed this one, but I did. The crystals were a different matter, though. That was an actual puzzle where we were having trouble figuring it out. Once you get it, it's such an easy puzzle. (laughs) We were trying... Because the thing is, once I started, at your end, there is a crystal that lights up. Yeah, I've got a crystal ball that flashes, basically. And And we've got instructions, touch the crystal when it's lit up. And so we were like, okay, it's on, on 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 (laughs) we were trying to time it and we were saying that this it can't be this way because you'd have to deal with computer lag and everything there's no way that you can make this work yeah and yeah you don't have to make it work it is a simple hot and cold yeah (laughs) it's a kid's game getting warmer getting warmer (laughs) yeah and so that that's very straightforward the clock was tricky though clock was really hard because it's very hard to describe a sound with words. <laughs> you had three things you needed to do, right? So you needed the speed of the clock. Yep. Which I think that's probably the easiest one. Mm-hmm. Then you had to match the, the tone of the ticking. The ticking tone, yeah. That was really tricky to do. Yeah. And then match the cuckoo sound of the jester popping out yeah. of the grandfather clock. That was also a bit tricky, but not as bad. I think... Well, I mean, once you have the first two, then you just guess at the third one. And that's you'll be right. Okay. And I think that's how we got it in the end because, yeah, it's like the ticking is easy. So I'm just like, okay, is it is it like tick, 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 tick? No. Is it like tick, tick, tick? Yes. Okay. Well, that's that one. But then the cuckoo clock through is because you were like, 
oh, it's really high pitched. But for me, I had a super high pitched one that was way higher than what you described to me as high pitched. So I had the, when you said it's high pitched, like I had it cranked all the way up to the right. And then the last, the last one still wasn't working. So it's like, okay, I know, we know that the ticking is correct. Um, but the cuckoo, yeah, that one is, was actually, that was my lowest pitch sound for the cuckoo clock. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That was my lowest one. Yeah, it went up to like cartoon levels. Uh, Clearly, because <laughs> that would be about as high as I would want it to be. Right. Um, but yeah, interesting puzzle. I mean, not too hard that it would frustrate you, um, but not too easy either. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of torn between whether I'd like to see another kind of audible puzzle again. Um, like you said, it's just really hard to describe. Because that, that's I mean, it'd be a challenge. What What we would need, I think, what might make that better is... If we, I mean, I would say that we have some way to transmit that. Like I was trying to curl my microphone back around on my headset so that you could hear yeah. the sound. But it's the same thing with the pictures, right? It'd be much easier if I would just send you a picture. Right. So on one hand, I'm like, well, it'd be great if you we could send that sound. But then what's the point of that? That's pretty much the same as sending each other a picture. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. I think one is okay. I wouldn't do a whole lot of them, though. No, they had they had they had a, a kind of uh, an audible puzzle in, in the first miss game as well. I don't know if you ever completed that, but the, the, the at the very end, you're in this kind of almost like a minecart going through mine shafts, and every time you come to a junction, there's a noise that they play, and it's like a ping or a, like a, a hitting a tin can, or and all the all the mine all the mine shafts look identical, so you have to use the sounds to make the map. And then once you come back on that side, you know you know that you've done a kind of a loop. It's it was it was an interesting puzzle, um, but a very hard one. It was like I think what might make another audible puzzle work well is just not have it be something that is so similar. Mm. Ticking we can count off, and that's okay. But how high is the pitch? That's like saying what shade of orange is this? Right, <laughs> because. In our heads, we can have it so totally different. I think if the sounds were very different, if one was, a, for example, the cuckoo, instead of all being kind of the same sound, just different pitch, if it was saying different things, right. that would make it definitely easier to do. Maybe just with one really t- tricky one to explain. That way, if you don't get it, you can kind of guess it. Mm. Maybe, maybe that would work. But I like this room a lot. We figured out very quickly that it was a mirror room and... We needed to match things up, and it was fun. Yeah, it was great fun. It was I, I enjoyed it. And we stick our books in the slot. You, I have to put your word in, and you have to put my word in. Um, and they're both anagrams of the same with the same letters. And then we, for for me, I think yeah, there's like a book, like a doorway in the bookshelf that opens up for me. Was that the same for you? I was waiting the whole time we're in there for that to open up. It's I thought that was archway, isn't it? Yeah. I thought there was going to be a book behind it. I was right. waiting for that because I thought I was going to jump through the trap door i thought that door under the stairs was going to open up yeah so this leads us into the soul stone right the cathedral (laughs) so this is where i realized i was in the same room kind of connected to where i had been before because through the railings i could see the circles around the books which was very cool for me to see on my end but on my end i have basically four books and a giant chart so fun, fun times yeah. for you. I have the recipe and you have everything. All the ingredients. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I had a room that was like, it had four massive, like, I, I, the way I described them to you were like the embryo chambers from aliens. Um, 
just that you couldn't see the Ripley's inside them. It was all the really thick green mist inside them. Um, and then I've got like a central hub where there's bottles of potions, of essences of these different kinds of things. I've got pictures on, on them ranging from what looked like weird onions and pickles with faces on them almost to just even harder things to describe. And then, yeah, so I've got, it seems like I've got two main things I can do. One of them, I can put one potion in and press a button. And then it goes into the desk. And if it can be broken down, it turns into two potions, which then pop up. And then on the other side of the desk, I've got, I can put two potions in and combine them together to get one potion. So if I make a mistake, I can reverse engineer whatever. Which is very handy because we had to do that a lot. Yes. Um, yeah. At first, this puzzle really annoyed me. And this was when we played until like five in the morning. And I was like, Justin, I'm dying. <laughs> um and we, had, we, we definitely had to stop on this one. But I didn't mind this room. I liked it. I thought it was really interesting. And I like that where we have to communicate and describe things to each other. You and had color pictures. Yeah, I, I didn't. You kept trying to say, oh, this is blue. Yeah. I don't have yeah. any colors. And I could see on mine, because I would have four of a kind or five of a kind, that all the you know mushrooms start with fungi something. Right. All of the crabs start with the same prefix. They all had the same prefix a lot of times. Right. So that led me to go, okay, I know what the beginning is and I could see the intricate spelling. For example, in the crabs, I think there was one that had an R and the other one didn't. Right, yeah. I was like, you need to be very careful about your spelling because one of these is not what you're thinking it is. So we need to be very, very careful. But yeah, basically, I just had the recipe and I had to tell you what to make. Yeah. And then it was a bit of inventory management on your end. Which again, I, was a was a problem and I think that's why we quit the first time, not just because it was five in the morning, but because I could only hold a certain amount of these potions. But then when, when I quit out and went back in, I could hold as many of them as I wanted, basically. Um, so yeah, the first time I couldn't pick up new ones because my inventory was full. This time you can just keep on picking them up. But yeah, some of these things that I've described, like, like something I'm tr- trying to tell you, it's the one that looks like the ice cream mushroom, or it's a hermit crab with ice cream on its back, or it's a, a watermelon mushroom, or... The the the, uh, the carrot with three leaves. It's like, man, some of this stuff. If someone was listening in in that conversation, they'd be like, "What the hell are these guys talking about?" <laughs> um, but the system worked, and we once we came back the second time, we kind of more methodically went through it and smashed it. I think this time. Yeah, though I think it helped to know have everything so, labeled. Some of the things that you were describing, the way you described them, were not the way that I was picturing them. I had one that for a very long time I was telling you looked like a demon potato and you didn't know what I was talking about until you finally got to see the picture of it. There is one... That's the last thing that I made, actually. There was one where you had... I kept describing it as bulbs of garlic and you kept saying it looked like a ginger root. Yeah. (laughs) I was very confused because that's not what it looked like to me. Because your pictures, are they quite big and detailed on your end? Because on mine, they're just like small pictures on a bottle. So that's maybe why there was some confusion on my end. Mine were bigger, probably, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, mine were pretty small. So. I mean, that's all I get to play with. So, yeah. of course, they're going <laughs> to give me a bit more. You basically can, what does it say, inspect, and then you go into the page, and then uh, okay. I would have four of them on my screen. Okay, right. Yeah, I would just have like a little little picture on the screen, on a, on the, on a bottle, so you'd even have to angle it correctly to look at it. Um, now, in the plant room, you could drink the potions. Did this oh, yeah, one let yeah. you drink the potions? No, I didn't. Yeah, oh, okay. I did, we, we didn't say that before. But yeah, in the plant room, we both drank the yellow liquid and got a bit drunk. And yeah, and it makes the controls go backwards. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, right. so we yeah. we got through that, and yeah, your demon potato that was the very last thing that I made because I don't have all of the things that we need to make this potion, and so I have to make some of them as well. So it's like you you're going on about this demon potato. It's like yeah, I just don't have that. Um, but yeah, we we got it in the end, and then I had the same problem as you, where I had three potions. And I only had these machines that could put two of them in. And then it wasn't until the end. I was like, oh, there's like some kind of oven thing that you can like put the potions in the in a wall thing and then close it and bake bake them together. And you get the final the final stone. Which leads us to the betrayal, our final chapter. Mm. With the longest cutscene of the game. And again, mine way longer than yours. Yeah. Because as you finished yours, you started to talk to me and I was like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> I was only about halfway through mine, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll get to that content at the end, I think. Let's get to our last set of puzzles. So we get there. This one, Hannah's kind of flummoxed for a while. Hard. There are two sides to mine and four statues surrounded by black curtains. And you're in a cage. So my very first thing I have to do is let you out of the cage. And that's easy enough. On each of my statues, there's only an arrow that I could pull lever, and it will either go left or right, mm -hmm. which we confused ourselves because I started talking about it as being north and south. We started talking about everything being north, south, mm -hmm. east, west. And you had a button that you could push that would make four statues spin around 90 degrees at a time. Yeah. And so we, for a very long time, that first time, well, there's a, a time on this one, right? Yeah, yeah. Is so it, got like thirty minutes on a clock. Yeah, so that's the problem. The first time I I noticed that there were two paths, but I only went up one and didn't think to run down to the other side. So we were. I have so many pictures of squares and <laughs> clockwise and counterclockwise, and trying to make that work. The I think the second time was when you realized you could move the curtains and we could see that there's a color attached to my statues. But it was a very long time and a number of tries before we realized what we were really supposed to be doing. There was one time where we were just completely baffled because we had two going at 90 degrees angle from each other and you were convinced that we had to get them all facing each other because... We had lucked through it. Because we solved it the first time, yeah. We had solved it. That's what they did for you. Yeah. But what we realized later, they did that in the cutscene. Yeah. It's like you get them into position, and then that unlocks it, and then all the statues face each other. And, but to but, your eyes, we put them all facing each other. So we spent a very long time, time trying to make them face each other. Trying to do something impossible, basically. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the, the the definition of madness, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. We were kind of getting there. Yeah. You had pencils you were spinning around. <laughs> I had something similar on my end, trying to see if there's any way where I could make the timing switch so that it would work and yeah. we couldn't make it work. And there must be <clears throat> something else on your end. No, there must be something else on my end. And also, if I were them, I would put in a checkpoint after that one. Because having to solve that again, and then there's a second part to the puzzle after that, which if you fail, which is, which also, is also timed, timed and if you fail that, you got to go back, watch the cutscene again, and solve this stupid spinning puzzle again, and then solve the final puzzle. It's a bit of a gauntlet to go through. I would have appreciated a, a, a checkpoint after this I part. I definitely would have, yeah. Second puzzle, not that complicated. It's only because it's timed. And it's straight out of We Were Here too. 
I don't know why they included the same puzzle again, but I mean, it's in keeping with the theme, the coat, the coat of arms and stuff. It's not exactly the same puzzle because this is a logic puzzle where you have to read the clues, mm. but it is still moving the shields and the weapons. In a way, I like that because it's keeping very much in what we've done before. Right. But doing it slightly differently. Instead of us just matching it, we are having to do the logic puzzle. Right. I just really didn't want it to be timed. I didn't want to have to keep doing that cutscene over and over again. If, for some reason, maybe you've made it this far and you want to play again, but you didn't know about skipping cutscenes, it's escape on the keyboard. On controller, it's the select button. It helps. (laughs) It helps a lot because that cutscene's long. I was glad to see it twice, but like I said, beyond that, I really just wanted to get right to the game. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the end of the game. Pretty much. So let's talk about story now. Mm. Your guy, you're following around, who's telling you to get the stone, who we didn't trust. Who does that turn out to be? Yeah, so basically once you cook the, the potions into the last soul stone, um, he has like this black mist around him and he reveals himself to be the jester from the other games. And he's like, oh, I fooled you all along. It's like, well, not really, not really, man. <laughs> It's pretty obvious. Um, I think if this had been our first game, maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we know better yeah, by not, now. Not at all, man. Not at all. On my end, I was getting a dagger. And it was slowly replacing the blade with each puzzle that we got. And I was getting a bit of backstory, kind of flashback. I mean, did you pick up the dagger? Or was it just like a ghost dagger? Where did It's you like find? a ghost dagger that appears into my hand. Okay. And with... Each bit, I was getting a bit more story of a female voice saying that this is a bad idea. I'm finding out that the dagger, if you plunge it into somebody, it steals their soul and fuels the stone and will keep somebody alive forever. That's its point. But she keeps going, this is madness. And I think at one point we hear somebody upset because she destroyed the dagger. There's a whole lot going on there. Is it the woman at the end? Is it the same voice? It is the woman at the end. So I believe this is the princess, the daughter of the Mad King that we've heard about before and we kind of get a hint of at the end. And so she's basically trying to help us out. She is the one that is basically holding the jester back at the very end so that we have enough time to do the shield and weapon puzzle. Right. And she says something that we are kind of at odds about where she says that... If the jester makes it through, we're all in danger. Yeah. And you think she just means those three. So them, yeah. Yeah, because you're thinking it's the, like the end of the world kind of thing. It's like all all of us. If it is, then it's not really well kind of like labeled, you know. They haven't really gone up, like set up the story to be like, this is why this expedition is taking place in the first place or whatever. I think they're just being selfish and they've got eternal life. They're living as ghosts. And if something happens, then they disappear, you know, and they're they're worried about disappearing because that's what they were after the first, well, at least the, what the king and the jester were after the first time was like eternal life. Are they though? I'm wondering if the jester wants to end his eternal life. At this it sounds point. like it because um, at the end of it, like when he's talking to me, it does seem like he's just tired of living forever and he wants to end it. Um, but by the end, when we get to the mad, the, like by the time the credits roll, the Mad King is not happy with that. And it looks like maybe we're going to get a, a fourth game, which would be great. But yeah. He says, I, what? what? Maybe you're right, Jester. Maybe it's time to consider your redemption. And yeah. his crystal changes colors. Yeah. And he's just a mannequin, basically. <laughs> he's a, a wooden statue. But I wonder if that's somehow related to the first games because 
In the original games, the jester was the mannequin. So how did that change? I don't know. This is one thing that we talked about as well before, that for you, you said in this game, because it's so smooth, you found the jester less intimidating. Yeah, yeah. In the very first one, he just kind of appears. He's all contorted and weird, like he's like a crushed up marionette kind of thing. It's like... It's a weird time where... Now he looks like the jester from Pandemonium game, you, you know? Having... It's a, it's a weird time where having less ability actually made it better. It's like the whole Jaws thing, isn't it? You know, it's the same thing. Um, and uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's all smooth and crystal smooth and stuff. And I mean, it looks great. It does look great, but it's just not scary. It doesn't creep me out like it did in the first Man, one. That first one where it's like you're riding the... The, the, like in We Were Here too, when you're riding the elevator shaft up and he's just behind like these wooden slats with his eyes glowing, staring out at you and he has that creepy laugh. It's like, even now I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. It's it's great. But and now he's like, yeah, you're just you're just that annoying character from Pandemonium. And I'm not I'm not creeped out anymore, unfortunately. But but now the king creeps me out because <laughs> he's the cheese <laughs> mannequin now. Um but yeah, it definitely sounds like um that yeah i think i think i i would agree the jester wants to end it fiona i think is that her name is it oh is that i'm thinking of shrek princess fiona yeah um, i'm not sure we get a name but she obviously wants to stop the jester but he just wants i think yeah I think he just wants suicide basically but she doesn't want that maybe because it'll bring about the end of the world i don't think so i think again i just think that it'll end it'll end this castle Kind of story, and that's that's what. And possibly, so there. No, there must be a sequel. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was saying. There's a flare that goes off the end, which relates back to we were here too, or we were here. One of them. See, that's why I came. (laughs) It definitely relates back to when somebody else saw that and went in. I think there's room for a sequel, but I don't know. It could be the jester's story, and I was here alone, where we just get a whole lot of prequel of. Him having to suffer through the millennia being alone with just this wooden king. I wouldn't mind that. I'd play that. But yeah, I mean, I'd play anything now that Toll Mayhem make. Like, that's three for three for me, anyway, that have been excellent. I've enjoyed them. And they're cheap as well. So much, like, they, yeah. they, they come out with, like, really good price points as well. Like, they're not $20 games. The first one is free. Second one was ten bucks. This one is. I was expecting this one to be twenty, honestly. Like, when and I would have paid it. When we're waiting. They've earned it by now. Exactly. Like we're waiting for ten, ten, two thousand nineteen. Like it's going to be twenty bucks. It's going to be twenty bucks. Comes out ten. Like and a discount if you've or if you owned. We were here too. I think it was ten with our discount. I think yeah. it was a little bit it was more. Like Twelve or something like that. But yeah. it's still peanuts compared to the quality that you're getting for the content and the price. Yeah, and I really respect the loyalty discount mm. right off the bat. That was very nice of them. Yeah. Yeah, because it was 10% plus 5, wasn't it? Like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, absolutely nothing to complain about. on Because usually we're always like, oh, buy it on a sale, you know, blah, blah, blah. But this one is like, no, buy this now. It's cheap. And it's we got 15 hours of play out of this or something like that. And, and we haven't even gone through the second time yet. And we haven't even gone through it yet again. And I didn't spend three hours idling it for cards, you know. So it's like this is all like actual play time. Yeah, no, it's great value. Uh, good price. It looks good. Interesting puzzles, complicated ones, some that don't feel so complicated, but you have to work together. I really like this series, and I'm very happy to have played it. And I, fingers crossed, that they'll either do this or do something completely different, and I'm happy to give that a try as well. As long as it's puzzle-based, then I'm in. 
Oh yeah, there was one thing I wanted to add. Maybe I need to play it again from your side to see the other parts of the story. But on my end, one of my disappointments was that I didn't get enough story. Like there wasn't a lot on my end. It was just the jester telling me to pick up stones. Uh, I didn't. I missed out on a lot of the story. I think. I think you would definitely like my side much better. Mm. And yeah, if that's enough to entice you to play again, then I suppose we'll be here together again. again. Gaps filled, and more gaps created. <laughs>